rage. I haven't really let it get to me, but that's part of my privilege, to participate in a structure that allows for me not to. And while I have rage, rage at our current situation, rage at the ravages of COVID-19, rage at people not taking things seriously, and rage at the complete dereliction of duty by a small and spiteful man in the White House, the rage that I feel cannot be compared to that felt by the black community right now. To be mistreated, disrespected, and murdered, and have that been going on for 400 years, well, I understand where it comes from. And that rage that's happening across this country, it is beyond justified. All season, I've tried to come to terms with what it means to have ancestors on the Mayflower. Men and women who I have to believe had good intentions, but who were part of this country's troubles from the beginning. By being on that ship, they are intertwined with a history that has acted out of entitlement and ignorance. The very words discover founding colonies. When it comes to forceful seizure of land, these terms are inherently sinister and racist. And for legions of indigenous people, brown and black people, those words meant death. So I have to check in with my own role in all of this. I need to own my missteps when it comes to race, times when I did not hear what people were saying, and times I did not act when I saw something or heard something that was wrong. It's important to locate our rage right now and find that thing within us that we can act upon and make changes. But right now, right now we can listen in as we talk about uh, love and rage and progress and how to harness all of that as we enter into the deep night. Oh, friends, hello. It's me, Dale Shiva, and as the choppers swirl overhead, here's what I want to say to you. This show uh, that you're about to hear happened in the middle of last week, which in 2020 means that it happened 40 years ago. The protests over George Floyd and police brutality had not yet begun in earnest. Frankly, to put this episode out feels slightly awkward, but I also know that this show can be helpful in its own way. Um, maybe not at the moment, but down the road. And uh, my guests do have some good thoughts on rage, on music, on maintaining the mind and spirit. Now, if you are out there protesting, by goddess, be safe out there. There's still a pandemic going on. Wear a mask and bring a spare in case the first one needs to be changed. A black turtleneck also looks pretty good out there, uh, and uh, no markings or anything, which I gather is important. Now, we're donating a lot uh, here at the Deep Night, and you can too, and I'm sure you have plenty of resources to find a local organization that can be of assistance uh, to those needing legal help or bail. Black Lives Matter, that's both a statement and an organization, uh, a statement I believe in and an organization that you can support uh, directly, so uh, go, by all means, go and do that. <sighs> It feels uh, like the height of ineffectiveness to just post a Black Lives Matter graphic on Instagram. And so let us not stop uh, there. Let us uh, do, do more. I feel ambivalent about contributing anything to the traffic and therefore bottom line of social media companies, uh, which have their own roles to play in our current situation. Uh, however, I know that it's a way to get the word out, and we, we often, uh, I say not always, but uh, often have to uh, rely on some of these structures uh, uh, to change and to force change in its own way. Uh, 
uh, I uh, promise that uh, I'm going to do what I can do to uh, do better, uh, to do better on this program uh, and in my own life, real and imagined, to be a better person and ally and whatever is beyond ally, because sometimes that uh, feels inadequate. Uh, that word just seems less useful for whatever it is that is going to be needed and required and asked of us uh, beyond this. And I hope that you will join me uh, in that journey. So, our show tonight was our live stream via Zoom and YouTube. And um, I know I don't want you focused on the audio, so I don't talk about it, but it drives me crazy. It's not really the point of these, which is uh, to have in-person fellowship for an hour, to deliver a warm and comfortable and a little bit cosmic and maybe provocative time together with some talented people. So I trust you'll be forgiving or just tune into our YouTube experience and see it as it was meant to be seen. I so enjoy talking with Olivia Gatwood, Max and Nikki, Skylar Helford and Nori Reed and Elizabeth and the Catapult provided music for us. And we had to have a wonky setup for Elizabeth this time. I'm not sure why. And uh, even though all the settings were the same, uh, something was weird there. And I toyed with maybe just putting in a produced track, but uh, then I went back and I listened to Elizabeth live, and it's so different uh, from the album. And the immediacy and the urgency and the passion is there. Uh, so that did not feel like the right thing to do. Uh, so uh, it is presented as it was performed. The song is called Thank You for Nothing. And after you get a sense of it from this episode, go, go uh, find her albums, uh, will you? That song appears on the other side of Zero. Uh, or you can tune into Elizabeth's Instagram concerts because they are just uh, a revelation, uh, something otherworldly, beautiful. Uh, it's the reason we have her uh, uh, on this show so often. So uh, let's uh, get to it. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Thanks to Shannon at Good Orbit for producing. Oh, and as I said, if you prefer to watch it, you could do that. You could do that too. Just go over to our YouTube channel or via our website, uh, deepnightshow.com. Anyhow, here is the program. I wish you uh, good health and happiness. Oh, hello, friends. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so honored to be your guest, your host, your I'll be everything tonight, <laughs> your guru, your guide through this, the deep night. Now, uh, we are live tonight, which means that uh, what you're seeing on your screen is my physical presence reduced to a positive vibrational frequency that has been folded into digital zips and zorps and then pushed through a tangle of copper wires and insulated rubber tubing to reach you there at home with the help of perhaps a magnet or a giant crystal. Yes, traveling this way to you is not easy. And uh, that's why I wear a reinforced turtleneck to protect my fleshy bets during transmission and uh, sacred amulet here which wards off evil tech spirits now we couldn't do what we're doing without the help of our wise and powerful shannon a good orbit who is our producer uh tonight so here we are again week 10 week 11 i mean who knows at this point <laughs> what's 
happening? I mean, I uh, recently uh, read that they had discovered a parallel universe where time was moving uh, backwards in the opposite direction. And I said, sure, why not? Time can run anyway. And there's probably a universe where uh, time runs as slowly as I did when I ran track in high school because my parents suggested I should take a team sport. But time right now is it's meaningless, really. Forget about it. The clocks are broken. Birthdays called off. Everything's growing laterally, which is why I recently bought some more comfortable pants. Once you realize you can just keep buying bigger and bigger pants, well, it doesn't seem so bleak, does it? Takes the edge off just a little bit. You know what I hope they find is a galaxy full of sweatpants planets, just gray orbs kind of slowly uh, rolling around, too sad or too resigned to hold the proper orbit, maybe huddled together in a little clump, you know, covered in cosmic pizza grease and sourdough starter, or crumpled up paper moons of projects that will never happen. Am I holding up? here in an overpriced small apartment in New York City while a bunch of fellas get together for frozen blue margaritas in a pool in the Ozarks, ensuring that I can never leave my home safely ever again? You bet. Oh, it's wonderful. I have everything I need right here on my desk, which is also my kitchen table, which is also my bedroom set. It's just Wonderful. I'm having the best time. You know, you used to hear these stories of the folks in the tenements, you know, in old New York City, and a whole family would be sharing a stair. And I thought, an entire stair? That's luxury. My goodness. If I see a bunch of you posting selfies from an extra wide staircase, I'm just going to throw my phone in the sink, which incidentally is right here. Now, we don't have a lot of time in this room because my wife, Galinda, uh, needs the space for her biweekly rage yoga sessions. That's a uh, yoga, but they, they put uh, images on the screen of people not wearing masks and then everyone just angrily bends over. My favorite pose is disturb possum. <laughs> But we're going to put our rage and our sadness, we're going to compartmentalize tonight. We're going to put that over to the side for right now, and we're going to get on with the show. And uh, thank you for being here, and I see your comments in the chats, and that's wonderful. Um, but we're going to begin tonight by checking in with our dear friend, uh, uh, the sensational musical talent who's back with us, Elizabeth and the Catapult. Elizabeth, if you're there, uh, I conjure you to the screen. Ah. There Hello. she is. Oh, and a friend. <laughs> this is Oslo. Who is this? <laughs> Hello, my Oslo. My goodness, you're docile. familiar. <laughs> it's your what? He's very docile. He loves the camera. Oh, well, the camera loves you, Oslo. That's wonderful. Uh, and how, how old of a, a rabbit is that? He's seven years old. He's an seven, old that's a lucky rabbit. Is that old? Is that old for a rabbit? Um, they can actually, in the wild, they live till about two, but domesticated, if treated right, and not by children, not owned yeah. by children, they can yeah. leave. They can really, I guess, they could live up to fourteen years. I've heard. 
Amazing. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I'm so glad to see Oslo. That's terrific. Um, now, uh, you're going to play uh, something for you're going to play a song for us later. But uh, right now, uh, I have a request for you, if you don't mind. Yes. Uh, would you play me a little sitting down music? I'll get up again and sit back down. Uh, but this is something uh, low and slow, like the way I used to look at flowers, but now is the way I look at the man who delivers our liquor once a week. Wonderful. Thank you, Elizabeth. That was a fantastic sitting down music. And we're going to see you in a little bit. You'll come back, both of you, I hope. Good. Okay, we'll see you. Uh, that's wonderful. <clears throat> My goodness. Okay. Well, our first guest is a writer and a performer and a poet and a podcaster. Throw that in there. Why not? Her recent book of uh, poetry, Life of the Party, is a must read as far as I'm concerned. Olivia Gatwood is here. Olivia, uh, uh, good tidings to you. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely welcome. Uh, uh, it's so great. I gather you are in Santa Cruz. I'm in Santa Cruz. Um, I don't have a rabbit to show, <laughs> well. but I, I thought what I could show yes. was this plant I own that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I would say so. What what kind of plant is that? Well, it's a cactus. Um, I I think it's called like a coral cactus. It may I don't know what to do with it because I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate looking at it. I hate interacting with it. I've moved it so many times. Um, it just looks like a wound. I don't know. Yeah, so mostly a know. mostly a physical thing, or does it have a kind of weird vibe? It has a weird vibe. It it just and then I it's it has a strange energy and it's I think fairly old, so that's not surprising. Did it come with the place? No, I bought it in um, Koreatown in Los Angeles oh. because I liked it. Uh -huh. I chose it yes. really, and yes. then it changed. Something changed. Oh my! Well, that can be very disheartening, can it? When we bring someone close to us and then they change or disappoint us. Yeah. Very familiar. Yeah. Yes, yes. But Santa Cruz sounds like a lovely place to be, and you've been surfing? Yeah, yeah, I feel lucky to be here. I surf a lot. Um, I grow food. Yeah, I'm outside. Yes, like, making salads of all kinds, I suspect. Yeah, it, I've, been, I made sal I've made salad two days in a row now with things that I grew. Well, <laughs> I'd like to grow Not something. Bad. I would like to grow anything. There's just no yard, or just nothing. Um, <laughs> well, well, I want to thank you. Uh, we have your book right here, uh, Life of the Party. And uh, it's, it's terrific, this book. Uh, it's, it's powerful. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on um, and uh, get, get a little sense of it with that plant is that you've been able to kind of channel or at least focus uh, rage and some of the, of the feelings that you have. Is, is that fair? You've managed to be productive uh, with your rage at a time, and I feel like there's a lot of rage out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've always found rage to be a pretty productive emotion. I'm really debilitated by sadness. I'm not a person who creates when I'm sad. Um, 
when I'm sad, I, I want to sit and look at a wall and disappear. Um, and so, and I actually think that's a common experience. I think the idea that artists like create when they're at their worst or at their lowest um, is not as true as maybe people think it is. But rage is um, energizing. I think it's um, productive and important. And uh, yeah, it, it kind of propels me forward. Yes. Well, and, and if you can find that, if you can tap into that, uh, as you said, it's so hard to work from a place of just overwhelming grief, which I think a lot of us are, are in right now, uh, to the point where I get just weepy thinking about anything that happened before this time, any yeah. part of my life that, it, that I experienced, it makes me very sad. Yeah, totally. But I, you know, one of the <laughs> things I, well, that's it. That's all there is to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I know I don't have a response. I'm like, yes, it's, um, it's, I try not to look back, but it creeps I up on you. Not, although I'm sort of used to this now, yeah. which is weird. This moment yeah. you're in, you're used to. This moment I'm used to it. I feel, I feel it, it almost feels more strange. The life I used to live than the one I live now. Yes. Yes. Um, well, shifting slightly into something that was delightful for me about uh, reading your book was that you made a reference to the Gowanus Canal in one mm -hmm. of your poems, in The Scholar. Uh, and I was so happy to see that. Of course, we love our little Gowani. Did you spend some time uh, near the Gowanus? I've never seen it used as a descriptive in the way that you have. Yeah, I, well, I lived in Brooklyn for four years. Um, when I went to college there and stayed there after college. Uh, and I was really fascinated by the Gowanus actually because I, I loved it, but I think it's because I was like living in a city and rarely saw bodies of water. So I just like was so drawn to it. But then always every conversation was about how repulsive it was. Yes. Um, and so when I had to write this poem about feeling repulsive, um, feeling gross uh, and feeling like everyone knew that about me in the context of New York, mm -hmm. which is where that poem takes place. Gowanus seemed like the Gowanus Canal seemed like the right fit. Perfectly done. You know, I, uh, I make a lot of my own essential oils and I have a number that have been inspired by the Gowanus Canal. Whenever I want a little hit of hot chemical August or <laughs> did that just move? I just put up my diffuser and let mm -hmm. things loose, but that's true. It is a repulsive, a bit, to call it a body of water is generous. <laughs> well, anything, things start feeling like bodies of water when you have none, you know, that you can fill your sink up and feel enlightenment if you, <laughs> if you try hard enough. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, I haven't tried that, but I'm going to fill up my sink and see if I get calm. Are there other self-care routines you could recommend like that? Yes. Um, let's see. I think if you have access, sitting in the sun is really valuable. Um, let's see. Uh, taking your time bathing. I guess someone might chastise me for wasting water, but I think um, being with your body can be a really um, healing experience. Um, I really miss bathhouses. Hmm. That's something I miss from the former world that I feel will never come back. How could they? They could never. You don't think the heat anyway. would uh, would kill the virus? I don't know. It's it's already like suspect, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. You're not starting yeah. at the highest position. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And making a routine and being deeply forgiving for breaking that routine. 
I think those are my methods for self-care. I think those are all uh, pretty good. Um, now, uh, how do you think that this isolation period has changed you, if it has? I think that it has both, I was living in really intense solitude before it. And so actually not much about my immediate life has changed, but I think before it, because I was living in intentional isolation, I very much adopted this idea that I didn't need to socialize and that I like didn't need intimacy. I was on this sort of like empowered woman, like I don't need anyone, which like still true, but also not having even just the small amounts of connection that I had before has made me realize how important it is. I mean, I've hugged one person in like 11 weeks. Um, and suddenly it's like, man, it's like, fuck sex. Am I allowed to say that on here? Sure. I just did. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, it's almost like the thing I thought I would miss the most is not that. It's I just want to be hugged. Right. <laughs> just to experience touch would be enough at this stage. Yeah. Yes. So I've learned a lot about what I actually need. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, that's important. Yeah. And do you think that when we come out of this, there'll be some kind of revolution of uh, some kind, some kind of a touch based experience? Yeah, I think that um, I think we're learning a lot right now about what the different ways that intimacy can look. You know, um, I think we're learning a lot about intimacy through verbal communication, which is something that many people don't partake in. Um, I think, you know, some of my friends are writing letters and even the emails I exchange with the people I work with feel more like letters now. There's these like kind of long check-ins and um, I think people are learning a lot about their, who they hold close. Um, yeah, so I, I actually do, I think that there will be an interesting revolution in like, in, in intimate community. Um, whereas before maybe people were operating on a larger scale and kind of trying to collect friends and now suddenly it's like, you just want your little circle. Yes, yes. That term hyper-local comes to mind. Yeah. As it often yeah. does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, about I feel that. grateful to be in a small place, for sure. Yes, yes. Well, speaking of small places, you grew up there in, in Albuquerque. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I spent some time out there in Santa Fe. And I got to tell you, in terms of places that smell good, that's a place that smells good. Yeah, I just bought um, a pack of New Mexican scented incense of all the trees Yeah. Um, because I really wanted to burn some pinon, which I haven't burned in so long. And mm -hmm. so I have pinon, I have cedar, I have alderwood. Oh, so good. It's so good. If you could be a scent, what kind of scent would you be? Oh, my God. Okay. I feel like... I would, so the scent that I wear is vetiver. I wear it as like, as a perfume, which is really intense, but that's what, how I am. Mm -hmm. um, though I don't know that that's actually my scent. I think I'd be something a little more muted. Um, but I don't know. I, I think something, I think maybe, I think maybe like vetiver, if, if you put it on the day after a day that you were wearing something more citrusy, but you didn't take a shower. So the citrus scent is still lingering. And then you're like, actually vetiver is tonight. And then you layer them. And then that's mixed with your pheromones. I think that's how I'd smell. 
Yes, powerful. For me, it would be Penn Station first thing in the morning. <laughs> just as the Dunkin' Donuts is have started. Sterile? Is that what? Is that sterile? Is it is first thing in the morning after they've mopped? Oh, it's got still a little bit of cleaning fluid in the air for sure. But the Auntie Anne's first batch has gone on. So you can get oh. a, a bagel half pretzel, you know, combo nice. going. Yeah, yeah, just the hustle and bustle of it. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> scent is so important to me. And, and even thinking about it, as I said, it just makes me emotional. I think it's my strongest yeah. thing. It's, it's, it, all of my memory lives in the sense. Yeah, I agree. I want to hug someone in large part because I want to smell them. Yes, yes. Mm. I'm right there with you, Olivia. Um, uh, well, uh, you, and of course, you, you perform all the time and you must be missing that and getting out there. Uh, but are you, you're doing a lot of these kind of things, a lot of Zooms? I'm, I'm actually not, I, I didn't, I think I'm really late to things always in my life. Um, my friend the other day was like, why haven't you put on a show and like charged for it and like made it? And I was like, oh, you, I could do that. Like I have an audience, like I hadn't considered it. So, um, I actually haven't been doing that. Um, but it feels good and it's fun and cool. And this is super cool. Good. Well, it's been, it has been super cool to have you here. Um, the book is uh, Life of the Party. And once again, I just can't tell you how, how deeply felt uh, your words uh, were for me to read. And I think uh, especially anybody should read it. I think fellas should read it uh, and get a sense of what's going on. Um, and uh, I just thank you for the good work that you're doing and will continue to do. Thank you. Thanks for spending time with it. I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here, Olivia. People can find your podcast is called uh, Say, Say More. Yeah, I have a podcast with my friend Melissa called Say More. Wonderful. And uh, probably doing some writing at some point, I bet. Yeah, I'm writing all the time. I have a novel coming out in 2022. Wonderful. That's well, my plug. <laughs> I love it. Get that plug in there. Uh, we love to hear it. Thank you so much for being here, Olivia. Uh, we'll see thank you again you. at some point. All right. All right. Well, our next guests, a comedic musical duo that are the hosts of the Max and Nikki's Vintage Basement Show. Oh, I miss shows and basements, don't you? Max and Nikki, if you're there, appear. I, I think we are up here. We have appeared. We have appeared. Before your very eyes. Look at this. <laughs> I, you didn't say that we do magic because we just appeared. Yes, you yeah, the <laughs> duo. <laughs> it's great to see you. How are you, fellas? Uh, uh, how how is it living uh, there with each other? It's well. I, I'd say at the very least, there we have company. You know. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, yes. We have we have the the soundtrack to the the musical company, is what uh -oh. he means. Oh, good. Which is actually one of my favorite musicals of all time. My I would actually say it might be my third favorite musical. Company. Oh, oh, it's very good. It's very good. So good. Yeah. So good. Uh, which begs the question, oh, what's in the number one and two positions? Well, I would say it's kind of a tie. Oh. Between, we have differing opinions on this. But, okay. I understand. Uh, I know this sounds cliche, but Phantom of the Opera is, it's got to be number one. And number wow. two, a close second is The Fantastics. The Fantastics. Yeah. The Fantastics. Well, would, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the music and the, the lyrics are, are are so poetic. Great it's Shakespearean, it's Shakespearean, almost. Shakespearean almost. almost. There's a some comedic moments in it that are that dated, are dated but yeah. mo for the most part, the Fantastics love it. But I will say the Fantastics um, 
I don't believe it's running anymore, but it was the longest running musical of all time. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, until it wasn't. <laughs> well, and no, until well, they there's always a you know a you know rent renting the theater out. They have because it's an off Broadway production. So anyway, anyway, another what, what was your favorite? So my number one and two. Um, yes. Well, I'd say for music. Uh, strictly the music side of things, I would say West Side Story is, I know that's another typical answer, but I think Leonard Bernstein really is one of the great, great composers of, of all time. Sure. What, I liked about, what I like about him is he, he, he kind of melds uh, music of what might be, people might think of the academic world with the popular world. And, you know, it's this good milieu that I, I really identify with a lot, I guess. Milieu, huh? That's... Yeah. Large words over here, huh? Well, it's not that large. <laughs> I do like Amelia. <laughs> That's wonderful. But uh, now this uh, <laughs> question that I wanted to ask, which is where did the love for all this early music and things start? Where did it start? Well, I suppose our, our father actually, uh, as a form of punishment, he did this more with our sister, but he sometimes did it with us. When we were kids, he, as a form of punishment, he would force us to learn the lyrics to jazz standards growing up and um that was just uh maybe one of the less uh strict punishments and he he always said you're gonna grow to love this stuff you know mark my words and and you know he was he was right and you know uh we jazz music is maybe the first kind of music i admitted to liking actually uh, that, that's not true or well, video game first, first video first music we admitted to liking were video Mid games was video games uh but um, I see. Uh, like what? Like uh, 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 the soundtrack to Pitfall or something? What are we talking about? No, we're talking something more, a little. We're, eight, we're talking about eight bit, eight bit, sixteen. Eight bit, 16 well, Pitfall, yeah. But we're talking Pitfall, eight bit and sixteen bit era video games. So we're talking Secret of Mana. We're talking. Uh, well, I mean, we're talking Metroid. Metroid. We're, we're talking, of okay. course, Legend of Zelda is yeah, always a classic. But you, but, you know, we're we're talking uh, Kid Icarus. We're talking, uh, you know. Uh, we're talking a lot of we're, we're talking strider even that's kind of we're a talking cool treasure soundtrack. hunter g we're talking final fantasy 2 we're talking about mega four. man 3 great soundtrack mega man 3 and sure. these, all great stuff yeah no and i think it is good that you have each other uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very specific kind of music you all locked sure. into probably not too many other people uh maybe maybe there were i don't know was it was there a click of uh video game music enthusiasts around well, and when we were in high school, there were a couple of guys that we became friends with that that they were a bit snobby, actually, about it. But it was always fun sort of debating with them about not only what the best 8-bit and 16-bit video game music was, but also what the best video games were in general. Sure. Um, but, you know, the oldie stuff, you know, maybe you were alluding to that later. I mean, I, my mom, you know, we grew up in Los Angeles, California. Very popular oldies radio station we were growing up called Kareth 101. And um, no longer an oldie station. No longer an oldie station. Um, and, uh, you know, they would, she would always play that stuff, 50s and 60s music. And, you know, when we were kids, we, we, I think we secretly liked it, but we didn't want to admit I it. I didn't think we secretly liked it. I know we secretly liked it. And, um, and, but when we got to high school, I don't know, just our friends started, you know, they, they were really into the Beatles and we really started getting into the Beatles. And from there, we got really I, into I got just, really into the early Beatles, the early like Beatles their covers and, and the that late, kind of 
that kind of, uh, you know, led to, you know, late 50s stuff. and Yeah, like and Ricky he, Nelson and, you know, Paul Anka and, you know, uh, Neil Sedaka. And some of those doo-wop Everly Brothers, too. of course. Yeah, Everly I mean, Brothers, you know, course. some might say that we're the modern-day Everly Brothers. Well, some might say that. Sure. Others may not. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, <laughs> there's maybe some other brothers you could be, too. But uh, with the with the oldies, uh, one of the ones I love, too, is you do the Up on the Roof. And right now, oh, yeah. uh, that's oh, a lot where people can go. You know, that's the only place people can go is Up on the it's Roof. A so great, it's a great, great song. There's... In the, fact, oh yeah, go there's ahead. a we're actually more influenced on that song by there's a demo version out there on YouTube. You can look it up if you want. Carol King and Carol, Jerry Goffin wrote the song, right? But there's a demo version of it. Um, I'm not. I think the the real version of it is fine, but it's a little too sprightly, I think, or a little too happy go lucky for the lyrical content. But there's a demo version that I think really captures. It's just piano. It's just piano and voice and voice and. And it's sort of, I guess, a medium kind of tempo, and it, it really kind of captures the kind of the isolation and, and sort of the yeah, you know, intensive so quality. Of the it. lyrics really might speak to you during this quarantine, actually. Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. But yes, as you were alluding to, we did, we did, we actually had for the past year we had released a music video every week for a year, um, and we put a lot of work into it, and so we we did fifty-two music videos and. Um, we when we say want, music video, it, it wasn't like a live production live, music video. They're live music sort of videos. Live, but we did that up on the roof one on top of our roof of our building here in right. Brooklyn. Right. No, it's a nice, it's a nice uh, rendition of it and a nice video, a nice way to see it. And uh, yes, as I said, uh, if people, it would probably resonate with people right now if they want to oh. check it out. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. Now, uh, uh, you were living together before quarantine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is there anything to the idea? A lot of people say this, that, uh, you know, there's a kind of psychic ability that happens. <laughs> um, well, you know, no. not really, but I will say sometimes that this might just have to do with growing up with each other um, is there's a, a synchronicity or synchronicity or in our synergy with, with our, our understanding or perceiving of a certain situation. Perception, that might yeah. Uh, the subtleties of certain situations our critical analyses of certain situations will be alike. And so we might say the same thing at the same time because we are thinking, uh, because of everything that has influenced us throughout our lives is pretty similar. We might be thinking the same thing when we see a piece of art or a piece uh, or something that is not so good, actually. Right. Uh, or, yeah. Fascinating. So uh, you're two individuals, but because you had the same upbringing and the same set of references, you approach something the same way. And so that's you right. That that's right. The, you may solve I mean, even, you know, way. if we might happen upon something in our everyday lives that kind of makes one of us chuckle or smile, we'll kind of look at the other one and they'll be smiling. No, we'll kind of nod knowing what what's up kind of you know right right this is this is similar though but you know our, we're really close to our older brother and sister too and so it'll be the same kind of situation with them too yeah, yeah. but even more so with us yeah. now fellas i can't help noticing it's pretty spare over there do you have furniture um well we this is so we are in a living room but we use it as a studio often okay to record music right but we also um we we were doing these live streams every week uh, for for the past two and a half months, and so we kind of wanted to clear the space um, just to make sure because we like to move around a lot uh, sure, during sure. Uh, during our right. uh, act, and so 
That and we also do not have very we, much furniture. We actually. don't. Yeah, that <laughs> and we don't. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you had to pick an essential quarantine song, uh, what would it be? Oh well. Well. Okay. Okay. Well. Well. I mean, and this is really off. Of not at, at all what we've been talking about, but for some reason or other, I've been getting into this song by Nick Kershaw called "Wouldn't It Be Good" from the '80s. You know. I, I don't know that one. It's I like this. Think very quintessential 80s song it's it's in um it's in pretty there's a version of it in pretty in pink and i just think it's just so 80s and i'm like oh man i i i I don't agree um i don't think it's that good of a song now what song i've been getting into lately is you're the one or sorry you're the voice you're the voice by john farham (laughs) also from the 80s but um but you know Actually, truth be told, and this is really like, I'm being totally honest here with you. Um, I've been on a real big Duran Duran kick uh, for the past couple weeks. And, you know, they've always been one of my favorite bands. But there's just, they've really held up over the course of the year, uh, over the past few, several decades. And it's always kind of baffled me that not until last year have, have like 80s new wave bands been inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame you know they've kind of skipped all those but like how are the smiths not in there how i mean the cure just got inducted last year and depeche mode was supposed to be inducted this year but you know like not saying that these aren't good bands but like red hot chili peppers nirvana and green day they're all inducted already and they have been for a while and they came about afterward you know right. i mean duran duran's been around a long time and they've been they were very influential a yeah, lot of hits yeah. a lot of hits Right. A lot of hits. But I should I should mention a couple of bands that I think are that people may not know that I think really you should check into um, Foxtails Brigade. Okay. 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 Well, no, they're they're a really great band. They're based out of Oakland, California. Check them out. They're really great. Also, Bart Davenport based in Los Angeles. Great quarantine listening. Great quarantine listening. He's one of the all time great singer songwriters. Mm -hmm. He's based in Los Angeles from Oakland, California. Well, I think you gave us a lot of things to listen to that we hadn't heard before. So uh, I'm sure very so. thankful for all of this. We could really load up a nice playlist and and, and uh, tune out a little bit, which sometimes is what we need to do. Now, you you stopped doing the shows for a little bit. You're going to take a pause? We're, we're I... taking a month break. Taking a month break, yeah. Okay. Um, it's just, uh, we, you know, it's... we've been wanting to get, we also, in addition to this duo, we have a band um, that we have been, putting on the back burner for the past I would say even a couple of years actually but we this quarantine is at least giving us some time to work on some tracks that we haven't we've yeah. been putting on it's kind of like Great. a the way I describe the band would be like the Beach Boys meets the Smiths actually pretty good it's got to be pretty good then sure yeah 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 so we're, we're working on that we're gonna <laughs> unless you up. don't like those bands then you, oh, right then it sounds awful yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrific well uh, uh, uh this is all great and uh, i'm happy to have a little to charge up on some new music and uh, where can people find out about the when the if your band is going to play or you're going to have the shows back up again well you can uh, just follow us on instagram at max and nikki or you can go to our website maxandnikki.com go yeah. to our facebook facebook.com slash max nikki but if you want to listen to the band or if you want to listen to the, the covers that we had been doing I would go to uh, our YouTube channel. Oh, that's, that'd be the best place. You know, just go to YouTube and put Max and Nikki in there. Well, yeah, you, YouTube.com slash Max and Nikki Weinbach. Right. Well, there you go. We're just giving you a bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Check I love it. it. 
I really were you already wearing the suits today, or did you get changed just for? I got. Changed. I slept in this. Uh, uh, we, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't sleep in this. I slept in my birthday suit. No, which is which, which was very his, similar, which was very similar, similar to this. this he year. came out of the womb like that. Actually. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, fellas, that's great. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, so great to see you, and I hope we get to see each other in the basement real soon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. would love to have you on uh, our, our our our. As you're our, referring to our, our monthly show that we normally would have uh, in the East Village. The East Village. Yeah. I know we would. I. We, yeah, we would just love to have you on that. Well, I, I won't hold you to it, but I appreciate it. We'll, we'll figure out something. <laughs> Thanks for being here, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you later. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, uh, we're talking so much about music. Let's have a little bit of music. Let's bring uh, our musical guest, Elizabeth and the Catapult, uh, back on there. Uh, and uh, if the bunny is there, too, uh, wonderful. <laughs> Okay, uh, now, uh, you doing okay? Doing great. Okay, good, good. I'm really happy to have you back on. You were here a couple of, what is it, months ago? Yeah. <laughs> a couple yeah. of weeks, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I have no such time or um, space. I have no idea, but it was great. And you're still doing some concerts uh, almost weekly, right? On yeah. uh, Facebook and various yeah, things? Yeah, I actually, I hit my head on that corner when I was ducking oh. for something under the piano and I had to move my weekly show and uh and it kind of bummed me out because it's like that you know as a mu as a musician or as an artist when when you actually have the opportunity to connect with any fans right now it's amazing so yes. i kind of yeah. it's, you know that's like my superpower for the week is that i just like it's uh, you know yes well i hope your head is okay first of all i'm sorry i hope your head is okay oh yeah and my head well, let's see. Let's okay. play the song. I was a little no. slow for a minute. I had to go to the doctor. I was nauseous. I'm sorry, I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm such a blabbermouth that I just can't hold back. But I, I'm, okay. I've, I'm very clumsy and I hit my head all the time. And <laughs> this is just a truth about me. And I've never been sick from it. So I think I had a mild concussion this week. And when you're alone oh in goodness. an apartment, in quarantine and you hurt yourself it's no bueno that's no well, good I, that's not what you need to but my friends have really, happened they they really you know showed their love and dropped stuff off and they're around and so, so you realize that you're not you're not completely alone There's thank goodness yeah. thank goodness yeah. well uh if you're able to play oh, <laughs> you'd like to okay uh well <laughs> we'll see. All right. I'll let you have this here. Thank you. 
Thank you, Elizabeth. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks so much. Sounded pretty good. Yeah, I think I was harnessing some anger in that one <laughs> good. in a good way. Yes, channel that I rage. With, with Olivia, like uh, there's um there's a stage when you're sad and when you can't write about the breakup or whatever it is, and then 
exactly like she was saying once it turns into anger and it's got some fuel thank you for nothing you got a song yeah absolutely that's great. that's great well thank you elizabeth elizabeth and the catapult everybody uh that's wonderful um uh, our next guest here as we and enter ever further into the deep night is an actor, director, and writer. Um, very, very funny person, too. She's been in TV shows like The Middle and Anger Management and the horror movie The Haunt. Skylar Helford is here. Skylar! Coming. Hey! Ah, there you are. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Have you been channeling rage while you're sitting there? Kind. I've been drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's okay, too. I'm covering. Have you found on Zoom, do you cover your face? Do I cover my face? Well, I, guess I feel like I sometimes have to put a tab in front of my face on Zoom because I feel like I'm looking like, oh. Oh, no, I have a lot of conversations where I'm just looking longingly into my own eyes. Well, that's good, too. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have to put a mirror next to my phone if I ever make calls again. I'll miss it. I'll miss <laughs> my face. So much time with yourself. Yes. Speaking of time with yourself, you're out there in Los Angeles. I am coming to yes. you from my bed. Yep. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. And appropriate uh, now with Zoom and everything. It's like, can I? I think it's okay. I think it's bedtime is okay. Yeah. What are rooms? <laughs> what are they? Nothing. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I hope you're not quarantined with anyone that drives you crazy. You have a good support system there? I'm good, yes. I'm very, I'm doing well. I have this guest bedroom that I am in, and it's it's really nice. It's like my, just my place for everything. I sit here so often in this one spot. It's become very comfortable, so. Yeah, you're, you're not hiding a twin anywhere. I'm not any twin. After watching that, I was like, God, I wish so badly that I had a twin with Max and Nikki. I mean, ugh. Yeah. I feel like everything, I don't know. I feel like I'm so awkward so often and I get to, and like, if you had a twin, you just have someone to bounce off of all the time. I'm very- <laughs> Yeah, it might not cure the awkward part, but <laughs> it'd just yeah. be two of you uh, <laughs> listening to video game music. But um, now I'm an only child. I don't know if that's clear. It's not clear, it's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. Um, now, uh, there's a, a lot of scary stuff in the world right now. And I sat down to watch this movie that you're in. Uh, the Haunt, is that what it's called? Haunt, yes. Just Haunt. Is it the or just? It's just Haunt. Just Haunt. Yeah. There can be multiple haunts. And as I understand it correctly, forgive me if I botch what this mo movie is about, but uh, it's some kind of psychological haunted house that preys on uh, individuals, kind of a tailor customized haunted house to your specific psychological condition yes. and if you are afraid of x it's going to magnify that correct and and your character's uh, fear was spiders mm -hmm. Just but your love uh, was was uh, dressing like a flapper yes and i had to dye my hair blonde for it uh-huh and i know from experience as someone who enjoys a lot of fringe yes. that fringe and spiders do not mix do not mix. No. And I don't know if, uh, on my Instagram, there's, I had to work with these huge, uh, garden orb spiders. Um, and there was a woman who flew out, came from Burbank. She's like the insect woman to go to. So it's mm. great. But I had to have a spider crawling all up on my face and my hair. It's a terrifying day. It was huge, but was okay. Do you know that? I don't know a lot about showbiz. Do, do you, did you know that going in? 
I thought it was going to be CGI, to be perfectly honest. I was, and then I was yeah. told, oh, we're just going to put a spider on your arm. I'm like, all right, I'm not in love with it, but it's on my arm. I can control that, I guess. Um, and then I kind of got dared. It was kind of like, <laughs> the directors are fantastic. They're amazing. They were like, if we put it on our face, will you put it on your face? And I was like, oh boy. And then everyone started putting it on their face. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to put it on my face. And so I did. And to be honest, the shot was incredible. So I guess it was worth it. So oh, dedicated to your craft. I'll tell you, yeah, <laughs> tell yeah, you that. Yeah, it was quite, quite the occasion. I would say that I would rather have a huge one on my face than a bunch of small ones. Cause at least I knew where it was constantly. So yeah. fair enough. Are they a deadly spider? No. And a lot of them were very lethargic. I don't know what, I think they have to be like, if they're too fast or anything, then they're put away. They, they only put the really tired ones on you. I am so butchering that, but I think they were, <laughs> I think they were tired. Oh, to be a tired spider in Hollywood. Um, what's your worst fear in real life? My worst fear. One I was thinking about recently, oh boy. I, if, an earthquake while I'm on the toilet was, it's not my biggest fear, but I was thinking about that recently. I was like, what do, what, what do you do? Like, do you yeah. take the time to wipe? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that the- happened to me. That happened to me. Did it? Yeah. In San Francisco, in Oakland, actually, when I lived there, uh, that I felt an earthquake while I was, you know, do, doing the business and it's just, it's a frightening situation. What was, what choice did you make? I got out of there. I had to pull up, you know, pull up and get out. Wow. <laughs> So you've lived my fear. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you just got to go. Yeah. I would also say uh, living through a global pandemic with little or no national leadership would also be a fear, but that's a fear, but we're going, that's kind of 2020, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yesterday's news. Mm-hmm. Um, you were also in a, in a show that you made called Indoorsy. Yes. Indoorsy. And who knew Indoorsy. it's relevant now? It's kind of, that's right. Yeah. About, about people that can't go outside. Agoraphobic people? Agoraphobics, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't catch on. It's about three agoraphobics who like move in together and open a day spa in their apartment. But yeah, it's kind of, I'm not sure it's so relatable, but it's fun. But now it seems like it would be a reality show. No, there's a bit in it where, um, because they're opening this day spa, they have a bunch of uh, treadmills and, and workout equipment and it, there's one part where they like put sushi on the treadmill and make like a sushi conveyor belt thing at like yo sushi it's like I should I don't have a treadmill here but that I should be as creative in my own quarantine as they were yeah it's a it's a good uh, project to do now uh do you feel like you predicted the future do you feel do you have psychic abilities yourself yeah possibly possibly it feels like it right yeah I would say yes it does yes to that yeah does it manifest in any other way throughout your life? No. I know. It's always <laughs> the opposite of what I think is going to happen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you're, you're holding up during this time. Are you somebody that can, I know LA is a little different from some of the other places, but have you been productive? Have you been able to work on things? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of writing, um, started a lot of books. I'm a really, I'm not a great finisher, but I'm an awesome starter. Um, I've been playing some Nintendo 64. I'm giving my dad, my dad's been, I've been giving my dad a lot of haircuts, which is, we, we've done the quarantine thing and everything. And he's been asking for a lot of, like, I don't know how often you need a hair. And also my dad's hair is like, he's got the, like, you know, just a little bit of hair in here. He's got the Homer Simpson, like three hairs up here. Yeah. And he keeps asking for haircuts. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what it, I'm like, 
he asked me for a haircut. I was like, which one do you want me to cut? I don't know how often they can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, his, his issue is that he's picked a, a, a funny length because that length requires a lot of maintenance. It's so true. It's true. They're a little like scruff because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had my, I did a cut before we went in, just, I don't know why I did dentist eyes and haircut just by chance. I had those all taken care of, but now it's really, it's growing uh, in every direction. And, uh, but I, I, I could make that choice that he's making, uh, but I haven't on, on account of just how much I would have to have. Is he there with you too, or he comes no, in no. as a drive situation? I go over to his place and help. Okay. All right. Because they're going to start opening those up. In LA, things are starting to open up, which is crazy. <laughs> yes. Now we have something else in common uh, is the fact that uh, you love Mr. Bean. Dude, I love Mr. Bean. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, what is it about our dear Mr. Bean? Sorry. What is it about Mr. Bean that really I've gets you? Ever since I was so little on the VHS and everything, and just oh god just the slapstick and it's just every time it gets me and in my senior year of uh actually junior year of college i decided i think i didn't get into the um i didn't get into the school show that year or something like that and i was like i'm just gonna do a one-woman show where i play mr bean because i can control that and uh and it was so fun got like I just had posters all around college of me dressed up as Mr. Bean and doing it. And uh, it went very well. I love Mr. Bean. <laughs> is there anything funnier than him packing a suitcase? There is nothing funnier ever. No, <laughs> anything is funny as him at all. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm often just walking around doing the like. <laughs> Go ahead. My boyfriend hates it. <laughs> now have have things changed for you acting wise in this time uh are we going to have shows again or are we just going to doom to watch everything on uh, zoom uh table reads i mean it's crazy i mean i've been i've actually transitioned mainly to writing um so i've been doing a lot of that and i got an opportunity to be writing on this uh to be helping out with this show this new fox sitcom so that's been i've actually had a really great opportunity to be like have structure within all this because i've been on zoom like 10 to five every day. Um, so that's been really cool. But yeah. I think I, Zoom is so fucking awkward, but I do think that people are doing really cool, innovative things with it right now. And it's really intriguing. My um, my old college bard, um, they just put on this really amazing production. Uh, when they found out that the pandemic was happening, whatever, they transitioned their school show to be on Zoom. And they just did this incredible production where, um, they just used really creative ways of everyone was at home and in doing their screens, but they've created this amazing, these zoom backgrounds um, and worked with video editors and they were live editing through is Adora, I think the program's called. Um, and, and, you know, like just doing very, very cool things of like passing something to another person. The other person has the prop and just, uh, I think it's actually a really interesting time for theater and like zoom work. Yes, and I gather there's going to be more drone footage. Lots of drones. Yeah. yeah. Are you scared of the drones, Skylar? No, I think I want to get a drone. Oh, well. You get a drone. That's exciting. Yeah. If it was a drone piloted by you, I would be reassured. Yeah. But otherwise, I fear the robots. Yes, exactly. Well, even exactly. For Indoorsy, we had we shot this amazing drone footage and it like right at the end, it was going so well. And then right at the end, <laughs> um, the cinematographer just like was just trying to return it to his 
device and uh just it ran straight into a tree <laughs> we've all been there well, we've all been we've there had <laughs> well, uh, uh, Skylar, this has been so great to talk to you. Um, I, I hope that you uh, stay safe and you're able to get some real great haircuts uh, in. Absolutely. And uh, keep cutting mine every day. I'm just cutting my bangs every day. <laughs> you got to get lower maintenance haircuts. Exactly. It's just the way. Well, creativity is is uh, finding itself out there. So that's terrific. And uh, thank you for uh, all of your great work. And we'll see you in whatever's next. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Skylar. Okay. Take care. Okay, folks. Our uh, next and uh, final guest of the evening—a fantastic uh, stand-up and funny comedian who started out as I did in the Bay Area. Uh, she's been at all the great comedy festivals, does shows all the times. Nori Reed. Hello. Hello. Hi, Dale. How are you, Nori? I'm good. I'm also coming to you from sunny Los Angeles. It's so sunny. It looks like you're on the sun right there. My goodness. I'm actually, I've died and gone to heaven. I'm I'm in heaven <laughs> right now. I'm uh it's it's been it's been good. It's been good up here. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of the ring light, but you went for the full package. <laughs> Seriously. I just had to brag. I wanted everyone in the world to know that um LA is just mm. yes. <laughs> And it's a recent move for you, is that correct? Is. You were in the Bay Area. I you you did your research, Dale. I I moved to LA uh, last November. Okay, yeah. and so are you still uh, in the kind of rosy glow of it? Is there, are you still enchanted by that uh, red uh, shine from the Vaughn sign and the jacarandas in bloom? Oh, the jacarandas! The jacarandas are gorgeous right now um yes it was you know what's funny is I, I had that experience of like getting used to LA and it was hard and then it started getting good and then something so I don't know if you've heard coronavirus happened it's something Sorry. people don't know about this it's some virus that's happening right now Ooh, sounds nasty I know it's it's a coronavirus it's it's um it's something interesting that uh that happened uh so that that's put a damper on things just a little bit i i understand i understand well uh going even further back though now you're from southern kentucky i it's true okay I'm from christian now, county uh, uh, christian county is that what you said yes literally that's the name yes yes and that's it's, it would seem to be quite a change from that i mean oakland okay that's a little you know that's kind of a soft <laughs> way in <laughs> to LA but uh, it must be quite different than the way you grew up yeah my my geographic trajectory was I um, I'm super queer and I had to get out of Kentucky because it just wasn't it just wasn't working it wasn't really yes and had this yeah 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 it wasn't the best and so I like made good grades to go to I went I, I slowly made my way north I went to college in Ohio Okay, and then I went to yes. New York City, and then I did that, you know, and yeah. that was good. And then I moved to Oakland from there. So it was kind of a, you know, just a little bit of a, a journey, but yeah. Yes, but you're happy where you are. Now, I understand that in uh, Christian County, that is also the home to one of the uh, famous psychics uh, of the early era, Edgar Casey. is that it? You, you are spot on, yes. Yes. 
And, and this fella, if people are not familiar with him now, and maybe he's fallen out of uh, popular uh, discourse, he was known as the sleeping prophet. Yes. So he would come in, uh, lie down, and then uh, fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Go into a trance mm-hmm. and tell you about uh, what was going to happen. Yes. I, Edgar Casey is from my hometown. And um, that's actually, you know, coincidentally, that's how I enter any room as well. If I'm going to be doing anything, (laughs) I come in, I like to lay down and just kind of sleep for a little bit. um, And then I just get up and then I do, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we had you on last, because I know you wanted to have enough time to to rest fully. You know, also Bell Hooks. Do you know Bell Hooks? Yes. Uh, She's she's a black feminist. She's from my hometown. Wow. So it's a weird, it's like, it's, it creates some weirdos, myself included. Yeah. Must have some interesting parades. Mm. Yes, it's Christian County, Kentucky, super black, super feminist, super queer. Just, you know, I'm kidding. It's not. It's, it's <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Have you ever gone to a psychic reading? Oh, yes. I, I, have lo- I love that stuff. I love it. Yeah, I believe it too much. Yeah. That's my issue. Uh, so I, I'm hesitant to enter in because I know that I'm going to distrust what they say. Yeah. And I'm going to give up too much information. Yeah. My first psychic was I, when I was living in Park Slope. I do, you know, Park Slope. You, are you in New York? I am. New quite York. near the Gowanus. Yes. Oh, my God. You're right. You're a stone by the Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, sure. Amazing. Yeah. Love that Whole Foods. Amazing. I, I was walking in Park Slope. And this psychic was on a stoop and I didn't know she was a psychic. She just was a woman. And she was like, Hey, 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 she was like, you come upstairs with me. And I'm very naive. And I was like, yeah, I was like, let's do it. I'm going to go upstairs with you and you're in your, to your apartment. And then she gave me a psychic reading and some of the highlights, if I can remember were, um, I almost died in childbirth. Um, but my grandmother pushed me through. Her, her spirit. Yeah, her spirit pushed me through the vaginal canal, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, love that. And then... It's like a doula of the ghost Yes, world. she was a ghost doula, and she just kind of yeah. lubricated my mother's vaginal canal with her tears and just pushed me through. And then also she told me, oh, it was a really good reading, but up until the end, she was like, in conclusion, you're very cursed and you're very dark energy. And so you need to buy all of these crystals. And then she like showed me another room and I was like, okay, all right. Yep. She had to ruin it, yep. you know, she had to make it really weird. <laughs> all right. The sales pitch at the yeah. end is always bad. Yep. I had the same thing with the timeshare opportunity at the Lawrence Welk Resort in Escondido. <laughs> <sighs> I was this close. I was going to go for it too. I was just happy to be there, you know? Same. Same. Yeah. People got to make it. Yeah. Why do people always have to make it about money? I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Commerce always ruins it. Do you think you're a superstitious person? Ooh, I, ooh, that's a hard, that's interesting. I'm, my grandmother was a shaman uh, in, in Korea. True, true story. This is, this is real. She yeah, was a, she yeah, was a I'm with you. Yeah, I wouldn't mess around with this. I wouldn't lie about this. She's a shaman. And so it feels like it's a little ingrained in me, like that kind of stuff. Um, 
my grandmother, she loves vaginal canals. She's always just in, she's in there. Um, am I superstitious? I, I don't, I don't like that word. I don't, I don't connect to the word superstitious. I would say that I'm more, um, I believe in a spiritual energy. <laughs> I live in LA. I live in LA now. What do you want? What do you want from me? This is, this is LA for you. I'm all about the spiritual energy. The spirit, We're on the same I'm page. I'm so embarrassed. I'm very ashamed. No, no, no. We're vibrating at the same frequency okay. here. It's all good. Now, I'll ask you this. Are you optimistic? Yes. Yes. I don't think I would have made it through my life experiences if I wasn't toxically, pathologically positive. Um, in, in a way that is, is, is bad. You know, I've, I've had a lot of therapy in order to like balance it out to where I'm not like so positive, but yeah. um, I definitely have to look at things in a certain way, um, which I, I mean, I'm a comedian. So I guess if you're a comedian, are comedians optimistic by nature? I, I would say so. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, I guess you hope somebody's listening. Yeah, I feel like it's very optimistic yeah. <laughs> to get on stage and be vulnerable and hope that people connect to it. That That's a pretty optimistic activity. I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Well, another optimistic activity is dating. You're doing okay with that in oh, LA? Oh, God, dating. I'm, I'm not... It's funny because if, if someone who interacts with my social media, you would think that I date a lot because I post a lot about dating and screenshots from dating sites and stuff. But I find dating to be very annoying and challenging and, and just kind of, I'm not good at small talk and I'm not good at like I like I want to be like so. What was your greatest trauma, and how did you you know rise up from it? And and they're like, we're at a McDonald's, and we just met, and I don't you know I don't want to talk to you about what my biggest fear is. And so I I'm I'm kind of like I think I'm like too intense for casual dating, unfortunately. I might also suggest a different location for the date, yeah. Nori. <laughs> <laughs> always McDonald's. Why is it always McDonald's? You know, it's. it's yeah. mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you might, might raise the bar just a little Thank bit for you. yourself. I appreciate I that, Dale. <laughs> well, uh, you've had such a uh, non-traditional path as you talked about, and then you got some real momentum going, and now yeah. this thing has happened. And I can only imagine it's kind of uh, challenging and difficult, uh, but you're still finding a way through it. Yeah, yeah, I. Um, Last year was a big year for me personally, which is such a weird thing to say, but um, I had some great opportunities and it kind of is what really spurred me to move to LA. But it's been really, it's been really amazing um, so far living here. Um, definitely a lot of opportunities here, a lot of great people. The comedy community here is like amazing. I think LA gets this, you know, comedians love to do the whole like New York versus LA and like no other yeah. city exists. It's just like New York or LA. And New York is the good place for stand up comedians, and LA is like a terrible place for it. And I don't find that to be true. I think all the comedians I've met here are so funny. And I think there is definitely a revival of like 
alt comedy in in Los Angeles, which is really fun. I love like there's just so many amazing alt comedians who I like love to watch. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, and a lot of them moved from here to there, too, yes. but uh, it's a constant exchange as it always constant. happens. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Nori, I want to talk to you more, but maybe we can do that in another oh. time because I, I believe we've run out oh. of space here in, in the deep night. I'm sorry to say, you know, but um, it's my karma. We, we had such <laughs> my psychic told me this would happen today. She said, oh, yes. I called her and she said, You know, they're gonna. They're going to wrap it up real fast with you. They're, they're not going to want to talk to you for too long. No, it's not a want. It's a, I want to talk to you, believe me. Um, I hope that maybe uh, when this is all over, we'll get a chance to meet in, in person Absolutely. too. That would be uh, a wonderful. Um, and uh, people can still follow you and do find out what you're doing and what kind of activity you have going on. Uh, follow me on Instagram. It's Nori Reed. It's my name. I post a lot of psychosexual stuff. People are popping back up. I feel very... Yeah, pop in. Things are happening. Fuck. We're all here to hear that Instagram handle. (laughs) Bye, Dale. (laughs) Bye, Nori. It's been fantastic. And thanks to all of my guests. Look at everyone there. My goodness, Olivia and Skylar, Max and Nikki, Nori and Elizabeth. Uh, And my thanks to Shannon producing. And our artwork there is by Teeny. And the music you heard at the beginning of the show is by Simon Haynes. Um, This has been so much fun. Thanks to all of you. I wish you all a good health. And uh, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season... I encourage you all to leave your portals open.